The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hey everybody, how you doing? I got another episode for you. This week's guest is Jesus Cabanas Salaveria, and I am probably like mispronouncing that really poorly, but everybody uh, just calls him Sala. So uh, you might have seen him on social media, really popular accounts on uh, Instagram and uh, YouTube, Sala Body Mod. He works at Pinpoint Piercing in Oslo, Norway. That's one of my favorite places to travel to in the world. Uh, I really enjoy all the, the different times I've gotten to go there. We sat down at the GEP conference in Brazil, and we talked about a few subjects. Uh, Sala was actually in a Sprite commercial. Coca-Cola came to the shop and uh, filmed him in a, in a day at work, and it became a whole commercial that they had on TV and in movie theaters, not just uh, on the internet, and it was pretty cool how they, uh, how they did it. Sala talks about his experience with that. We also talk about the APPE, that's uh, APP Spain, that's a, a group that uh, Sala and Gladix and Jose Carlos have started in Spain to, to give people uh, native language instruction in Spain rather than having to travel to the UK APP conference or the BMXNet conference or, or anywhere else in the world. They'll have their own homegrown talent and instructors and, and conference. Last week's episode with Jeff Saunders turned out to be pretty much the most popular episode of the podcast yet. Um, so that was great. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to everybody who has maybe recommended it to a, another piercer or a friend of theirs to check out. If, uh, if you're listening and if you've already subscribed, apparently it's very helpful if you can uh, go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and give me a good rating on there, five stars preferably, and if you can actually comment, leave a little review, even if it's only just like, hey, nice podcast, or, you know, hey, this guy's a weirdo, but I like listening to him. Um, all that stuff helps, apparently, with the algorithms for how podcasts are found and advertised, and even the potential to get uh, advertisers in the future. So if you like the show, I guess uh, I'll just pander to you. Um, help me out. Give me a good review. Subscribe comment, all that good stuff. So uh, let's get into this week's interview with Sala. So uh, we are here in Sao Paulo, Brazil at the uh, GEP Congress, and I am here with my friend Sala. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Sala. I work at Pinpoint Piercing in Oslo. Um, I'm also APP member, and recently I'm the vice president of the APPE, is the Association of Professional Piercers in Spain. Uh, we also hold like a conference each year, so I hope you guys in the future we can bring some Americans. So get your sh together and learn some Spanish. Bring me. I know like four <laughs> Spanish words. Yeah. So I'd obviously be good at it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. Mojito, por favor. <laughs> Mojito, por favor. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been lucky enough to, to come over to Pinpoint a few times in Oslo, and uh, I don't know if I ever really talked to you and, and Christiana about it, but you guys have been a, a really big influence on me, just seeing like the level of professionalism and like how careful you are with everything and how much you care about the experience, not just the piercing, but professionalism in the whole studio. Yeah, more the experience with the customer, you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, the shop is... Uh, you saw it, you've been there. Uh, 
since I got there like five, six years ago, everything has changed a lot. I think everything has, uh, it's been like a snowball. Yeah. It's been going bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, because you and expanded the other room. Yeah, now. we expanded yeah. the other room. Now we have like an apprentice and everything is being like, I will say successful in like business-wise, but that also brings some more stress in your life. Yeah. So, like you say, we try to keep everything as much professional as possible, and also the contact with customers to try to keep it as much, like take care of them. Yeah. Try to follow up. Try to make them happy always, and that also makes even more stress because if I'm, I will say. Nowadays, after 15, 16 years piercing, I don't care how I pierce anymore. I just want my customer to have a good experience. Yeah. I want them to connect with me. I, the thing is, I think I can f*** it up. We are all humans. We will make mistakes. But I think if you have that connection with your customer, even if you f*** it up, he will be so grateful for you to redo it or be comfortable to talk to you and say, hey, maybe this is a little bit off. Yeah. I think... Oh, like when I screwed up that septum? Yeah, that sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you have to go. You go to Pinpoint, you have to do the first thing, a septum in front of everything. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. And I think the, the clientele is being taught that it's okay to kind of ask for things. And yeah. it's not a shop that you feel like... I When I used to start to pierce and I used to guess all around the world, I always felt that Piercer was a rock star. Yeah. Everyone was like, people talking to you and you were like, what, what's going on? They, yeah. They're telling me stuff to do and I'm the Piercer. I don't want to listen. I just want to do the, the work and get the money. Yep. So I think nowadays we have to kind of like take care of people. It's like they are coming to us to kind of like give us our, their bodies to make something pretty on them. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's uh, pretty important to keep that relationship going and One of the better. coolest things is um, I, I have never really been the type of person who wanted to do appointments in my mm -hmm. studio. I just like to do walk-ins. But when I see the way that you guys manage your, your clients where, you know, you set time for them and people come in and it's it's really just it's all about them and their experience it's not just kind of like yeah. get in get out you know yeah. get on to the next client you make it really important for them to have that experience and that connection with the, the piercer and the counter staff yeah actually it's like what we sell is the experience yeah it's like when you sell a, like a product and you sell yearly high quality yearly then to be comfortable and stuff like that even if they spend a lot of money for them, it's worth it. Yeah, it's like if they spend a lot of money in a piece of jewelry and you're a piece of shit, they're not gonna come back. Yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah. It's like it doesn't matter what you have in the shop. It's, it matters more how you sell the shop. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like the thing. Yeah, they have to feel appreciated and that you actually care about them and not just their money. Yeah, exactly. And you, you can really you can feel that when yeah. when you go into your studio. It's great. Yeah. 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 They, I think Christiana has built that studio with a very good reputation. Yeah. And because most of the time is she takes care of the customers. Yeah, it's yeah. like she, to get there is very hard to that shop. She always wants very high standard piercers. She doesn't invite anyone that she doesn't think it will give experience to. I, that I've piercer. really noticed that. You yeah. know, there are some studios where, especially for, for the people listening, Christiana lives part time in, in Germany, mm -hmm. and yeah. you travel quite a yeah. bit. And you know, some of the studios, like in the states, if they if they need coverage, they'll just get the first person that's available, and you know the, the experience can suffer for that. But 
you guys always have such like a solid, you know, Cristiano and uh, Gladix, and like you always bring in yeah. really, and yeah. Dana, you know, you bring yeah, in really high quality yeah. talent because you, you care so much about the clients. Yeah, that's the thing. We cannot like make a guest come and the client cannot feel not safe anymore. Yeah. We yeah. have to always... Because it's your reputation, no yeah. matter who you have piercing. Exactly. Uh, the, the structure of the shop is built like... No matter who's going to pierce you, it's going to do a great experience for you and you're going to have a great piercing. Yeah. That's, that's the idea. Yeah. It doesn't matter who is putting the needles here. Yeah. yeah. And your, your counter staff is, is so like top yeah. notch too. Ina and Mari, like they're just, they're yeah, yeah. experts. They're, yeah. They're trained to be like experts. Yeah. They have to know everything. Sometimes uh, the only thing they don't do is pierce. Yeah. They know all the knowledge. They know they can help whatever customer comes with a tiny problem, they can do something for them. Yeah. So yeah. it's very important to train all your staff, let's say like that. Yeah. It's like, it's very important to and It's so easy to work there too, yeah. because, you know, as a piercer in my studio, I kind of have to do everything. But then when I when I come to pinpoint, um, you know, I show up and there's there's a schedule, so I know exactly what piercings I'm gonna have yeah. to do. No surprises. The counter staff is so helpful with choosing jewelry and explaining aftercare and, and handling prices, and it's just it's so smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, you've been there. It's like it's another language. So sometimes it's like a tiny barrier there. But when you have a staff that does that work at the beginning, and then you just bring them to the sh to the room and just take English they don't feel unsafe anymore yeah. because they have like that first touch in their language yep. and then it's like the experience is start to change to another world another language yeah yeah <laughs> I've, I've noticed for the, the people yeah. you know I, I feel like most people can at least understand some English yeah. even if they're not comfortable speaking yeah. it but even when there is that language barrier I, I still feel that yeah. connection to the clients exactly. because they're they have such good energy yeah. uh, from the experience and they're so excited to, yeah. to get the work done yeah yeah and it's great too because um, knowing you as a person and knowing Christiana as a person, you, you have such big personalities, but you don't let it you don't let it become anything negative for your work. You know, like you are you're you're very well respected and very well known in the industry. Christiana is is like an authority in the industry. She's a, a leader in this this whole region of Europe and Scandinavia, and it's never like. I'm Sala, I'm Christiana. It's just like, oh, I'm your piercer. I want to give you this great experience. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think is, uh, of course, in our careers, we always have that point that you feel rockstar. Yeah. But I think when you start to travel and you start to guess in another shops and see what is outside your shop, you start to realize, I'm just a single person. And yeah. I have two ears, two yeah. arms, like everyone else. Yeah. It's like, I don't have to feel more important than anyone. Everyone is the same. So... I think the more humble you are, the better you, piercer you will get. Yep. You have to think that your work is the one that has to speak for you, yep. not you speak about your work. Exactly. So, for example, last year uh, we had this uh, Sprite commercial that it came from out of the blue. Yeah. It was like for me first when I got an email from Coca-Cola that hey we want to talk to you and I said okay what's what's this. And first I thought it was like a joke, and then suddenly I go to the to the to the meeting, and they start to say, "Well, we're starting to think that we want a person that is an artist and present body piercing as an art." Yeah. And for me, it was like, "What? Sprite wants to make an advertisement of someone piercing and stuff like that?" And I say, "Yeah, we we really think it's very common nowadays piercing." in magazines, yeah. fashion, everywhere. So 
I think it's a good time for us to explode that area. It's amazing. And the commercial yeah. like presented it really, really well. You know, yeah. I, I feel like five years ago, ten years ago, people would present it as like, look how extreme and yes. look how different. You know, now it's just like, look at this art, look how clean and professional yeah. it is. And it's just about expressing yourself. Yeah, that, that was the, the idea, expressing yourself. So uh, the fun fact was, they, of course, when when they do commercials and stuff like that, they do like a, a storyboard thing. Yeah. So they get drawings, what they want to show and stuff like that. So when I was in the meeting, it was like, uh, okay, uh, you have to talk to your customer and we're going to have some surprise there. Uh, you can offer a surprise so that way they feel more comfortable when yeah. they wait and stuff like that. And then maybe you can drink a little bit and, and shots like that. Like they wanted to have a surprise all the time in, yeah. the, in the advertisement. So. I tell them, okay, for me it's okay, but some things I cannot do it because I will be with gloves right. or something like that. So they say, okay, let's do something. We go with you, you perform one, we see how it is, yeah. and then we decide what we, we move or we, we don't remove from the storyboard. So they came to the shop, uh, they were there like maybe 8 in the morning, mm -hmm. and we started to prepare everything. And normally the protocols in our shop is to clean all the surface and stuff like that. So yeah. they started to see that and was like, oh, okay, so you do this every day for every customer? Yeah, we do this every day for every customer. Yeah. So that's yeah. how really it starts my day, cleaning this and cleaning that, putting the statin, putting the test. And then at the end, they started to see all how it was floating and everything. So they were starting to like kind of like do shots of things that I was doing at the same time, and they started to see, oh shit, this is something that we don't didn't know about. Yeah. This. So this is. I think people outside of the industry don't understand all yeah, the work that goes exactly. behind the scenes. So you can see in the video like how we get in, how we people comes in, we present it usually. You can see like very fancy displays. You can see the, the smile on the customer. And then you can see how we run the statting and then when we come out and how we present ourselves to the customer in the piercing room, how we clean our hands, how, how we do everything. Yeah. So they thought, this is fresh enough. This is, this is the excess that what we, we want to be spry as that. Yeah. It's clean, mm. fresh happiness so at the end they decided you know what we don't gonna do any shot with the with the yeah. bottle it's, you yeah. don't, we don't need it yeah because that's what we think is art for us mm -hmm. so at the end they decided okay we're just gonna go through your life we're gonna go with you in a whole day we know also that you work out so we're gonna go to a park we're gonna do some shots like that and and see and present that the, the piercer as an artist not yeah. as a guy that does holes and smatter at people and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they remove all the bottles and they just put Sprite in the beginning, Sprite at the end. Yeah, That's it was really it. respectful of yeah. the industry and it didn't try to make it like bending to yeah, yeah. commercialism. Even though it was a commercial, yeah. it was really more like a, a miniature documentary yeah. that just happened to be a Sprite commercial. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For, for me, it was uh, amazing like how, I will say, how the industry respond about it. Yeah. Because I, I, I didn't have any idea what was gonna come back to me after yeah. I posted, oh, I'm doing a commercial. Normally when you do something like that, people are a little bit, not jealous, but they will kind of like, haters, they, 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 they haters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think it really is jealousy though, because yeah. they want to be the one in the commercial. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you always have, when you do stuff like that in TV or something like that, you always get like that, bad feedback yeah. kind of yeah. even if it's not there you feel it yeah. 
And this time was like so crazy that it was like, everyone was like, what? Yeah. Is Pry doing a commercial of piercing and we are artists again? Yeah. It's like, we're not the helper of the tattoo artists. We're yep. not the counter of the shop. What the f- yeah. Ooh, sorry, I don't know if I can say what No, you can swear. <laughs> okay, you can good. say fuck all you want. I'll just edit it. <laughs> nice. So yeah, it was like crazy. It was like, it, it went viral in the States. Like everyone was like saying, whoa, sh- yeah. this is happening. Yeah. This is really happening. Yeah. A big company as Coca-Cola that is all over the world is doing a commercial of piercing. No yeah. tattoo, no anything else. It, it was, was great. Piercing. Yeah, it was awesome. If people want to find it on YouTube, do you know yeah, what it be uh, listed on? The, the thing is, uh, of course, uh, the advertisement was more for Norwegian TV yeah. and played in the cinemas. Okay. So it was in the big screen. So it, were, it, uh, it was in the cinemas too? Yeah, it was in oh, the cinemas. Cool. Uh, anyway, uh, I think I uploaded I in my... In my YouTube channel, okay. but now I'm gonna try to be a little bit more active. Sure. So I put it there, and I will try to put it like a email thing, okay. so that way people can reach at it. What's your YouTube channel name? Yeah, my YouTube channel is always the same as Salabody Mod. Okay. So it's always easy to find everything. Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy. It's like uh, for me, it was like a really great experience. Yeah, it, it came across really really well. Yeah. Yeah. So of course it was a little bit tricky to to record everything because. They, they didn't know anything about yeah. it, so I was performing a piercing and say, oh, can you do that? It's like, no, I can't. It's no, like, it's done. I just yeah. did it. It's yeah. like, it's not possible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Obey your thirst. <laughs> yeah, the piercing. so it's like, kind of like, yeah. of course, so we have to shoot like a couple of piercings. I think it was two piercings. So yeah. yeah, it was super funny because it was like, yeah, can you do that again? Or, no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. On you, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and yeah, I have a Sprite for life. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. We get like bottles every time they, they come to the shop and ask, hey, you still have Sprite? No, I'm just running out. Oh, we'll have to send you more. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's That's crazy. Cool. Yeah. yeah, just give it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. So what do you have coming up? Any uh, guest spots, any vacations, any travels? Well, uh, this year I said yes to everything, so it's been very tough for me. Yeah. I've been traveling every, almost every three, four weeks. Wow. So now going back home and I will be four or five weeks and then I have UK APP that right. I think we want to meet there. Yep. Then um, after that BMXnet in Germany. Then we will have a, a new one, U Modify from Italy. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. and I'm thinking to go to Australia in December for a couple of weeks just oh, to relax. Just for holiday. A lot of cards. Yeah. So, yeah, and then maybe next year, uh, we're starting already to organize the Spanish association meeting. Yep. So it's, it's taking a lot of time also to organize everything, also the association. So step by step, but never slow down. Yeah. What's been your biggest challenge so far with the Spanish association? Uh, well, first, we didn't know what we were kind of like getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, after so many years traveling and trying to make stuff with another friends, make an association, it's been always hard to kind of get everyone to say yes to something yeah. or get like the final decision. It's always too many ideas, too many things. At the end, they they, they just vanish. So me and Gladys, after BMXNet, uh, we decided after seeing like 20 something Spanish speakers in the conference, that was the first time in my life. Normally we were two or three. And after my first class, it was the first year we did a Spanish class in the BMX net, yeah. it was in Germany. 
So it was like, okay, this is the moment that we need to take over and yeah, let's make something good for the industry in Spain. Yeah. I think uh, Spain is a very, uh, I will say like, a, it has like a lot of people, the peers and stuff like that, but they don't have that much opportunity to travel yeah. and do stuff yeah. like that. And the main issue is the language barrier. Yeah. Not many people speak English, and so they feel uncomfortable to travel to APT. Traveling to LDP is too far away. Yeah, it's really so tough to go all the way from Europe to Mexico. Yeah, exactly. And also, even to go to Germany, they only speak German. They're yeah. very, very like, square with that. So after that conference, we tried to, okay, let's do something together. So first thing was, okay, we have to talk to a lawyer and ask, how can we do this legal? Yeah. How many persons we need? So we talked to the lawyer. He said that you just need three persons. Someone that's going to be the president, the secretary, and the task uh, the, the guy that moved the money and all that. Yeah. And so, so you, Gladys, and, and Jose Carlos. Jose Carlos. Yeah, we decided Jose Carlos. Jose Carlos, for me, I will say is one of the pioneers in the industry in yeah, Spain. Yeah, absolutely. So we decided that's the person that we need. Yeah. It's like Also, it's like a very good friend. We always are in the in contact all the time even if, if I'm living we are all living in different countries so. yeah yeah I remember like the first time yeah. the first time I went to BMX in Germany I think it was 2007 or 2008 mm-hmm. and I remember there was like this whole group of, of Spanish mm-hmm. piercers and that's when I met Jose Carlos and, and Gladys yeah. and everything and it was just like so cool seeing yeah. that community like care so much mm-hmm. that they would they would all go to this other country to, to learn, even if it wasn't in their, their first language. Yeah. And it was just great to see it. Yeah, for example, Gladys, the first time she went to the to Germany, she didn't speak English. Yeah. She, she just like, okay, can, she, I told her, yeah, come with us. Yeah. And if you need any translation, we help you. So what she did was take pictures of everything and then back home trying to translate everything. And yeah, that's how she started to kind of get more involved like traveling and stuff like that because she was very afraid for the language barrier. Yeah. And look at now, she's speaking uh, Yeah. Uh, but it, okay, so I meet so many people on my trips that make me feel dumber and dumber yeah. <laughs> coming from the US because like I can only, whenever I go to a new country, I can learn like, please, thank you, hello, good night, so, yeah. you know, the, the little tiny phrases. And then I meet people, you know, like Andre just a few yeah. years ago had like, you know, yeah. very, very poor English. And now it's just like, you can just have a conversation in English with him. Yeah, 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 it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, going back to the association stuff, then uh, after we plan how we want to schedule everything, and we decide, okay, we need to have some standards to people to get into the association. Yeah. But of course, uh, we have to realize that Spain is a country that doesn't have that much background about good jewelry or yeah. is, it has background in safety but the main issue I think is uh, no one took care of prices they right. bought like a piece in China for one dollar and they sell it for two hundred dollars they wanted to have as much profit as possible and of course when you talk to good jewelry stores and they buy stuff for ten dollars and they want to sell it for that's not gonna work yeah so to teach first piercers and then the piercers to teach 
their customers that the piercing has a value. Yeah. It's very it's very tough. So what we try to do is um, the association to have uh, like some recommendations and something that have to re be required. Right. So the first thing was uh, how we deal with yearly, for example. Of course, we can, we cannot tell everyone to switch to good quality yearly at the beginning because we will be alone. It's it's, a, it's hard. It's, it's very hard for people that don't say have that much income or people that have to import all the stuff. It's it's, a, it's very hard. You can in the states it's more easy. You don't have to pay like taxes between uh, when it gets into the yeah, country, the import tax, the import tax that, and yeah. stuff like that. Then the shipping and stuff like that. It's like it's, it's they increases a lot the, the money. So what we try to figure out is okay, how can we tell people that can be in the association, but this is something that is gonna change yeah. step by step. Yeah. So that's that's great too. How you have like incremental change and not yeah. just say like day one to day two yeah. totally I, different I think that's the big problem in every association we have to think that our industry is always changing yeah what it works today it doesn't work tomorrow right so if you have a standard that says okay we need this and then the next year oh this is not really yep. working how we change that and you have a it's, it's very tough so what we try to do is okay we're gonna require something that we think is very important to have that everyone should have right and then we're gonna have a section that every year we're gonna what was required what was recommended is gonna be required so we will have like a period of time for those uh, so uh, like transition transition between exactly the rules, yeah and uh, slowly give it like let's say if the first year you couldn't do it you get like a warning hey you still haven't done this yeah. and if you don't do it anymore if you don't want to do the transition probably you will kick drops yeah. so the thing is uh, the the industry is always changing, so we have to change with it. Yeah, we cannot be stuck with some rules. Yeah. Maybe there were back in the nineties. It's like that's what I see a lot in the industry. Yeah. You know, like I, I look at myself every maybe five years mm -hmm. as a completely different piercer. Yeah. You know, I look when I started, then I look like even just five years ago. You know, I've only been an APP member mm -hmm. for about five years. Yeah. You know, and now I'm on the board of directors, yeah. and it's like it's such a huge difference. And you know, if people want to just do the same thing year after year after year and never get any better, huh. you know, what's the point? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I think that everything in this industry is, uh, have to change, have to develop. Everything is growing, so every association have to grow with it. Yeah. It's like, have to update. It's like, we cannot, we're just looking techniques. Yeah. Before everything was different. Now everyone wants to be freehand, freehand and free, free tools. And no and tools, no, disposable yeah. tools. And nowadays we have push pins. Yeah. Before it was like screwing a cue yeah. a ball yeah. and stuff like that. So everything has changed. Products is like Technicar, now Pure Clans. Yeah. Now that, we cannot use that. And so it's changing all the yeah. time. We, we we have to change with that. That's it's, why these conferences yeah. are so important because yeah. You know, it, w without the education and for people to understand what's the what's the new thing, what's yeah. the cutting edge, yeah. what's the future, then the industry doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. We will be stuck. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, one of the deals was that how to kind of like teach piercers to be possible to get different yearly and develop that. Something that I think was also very difficult is um, how to tell people. There, we don't want names. Yeah. We just want the community to grow. Yeah. So 
it's first, not about one person. It's exactly. not about a, a rock star. It's about the group. Exactly. So what we did, we did a conference. So the idea was to connect. So what we did was put the advertisement there. It was a conference. We say it's going to have uh, food, sleep. It's like uh, all involved together. We're going to have some classes, some round tables. We didn't say any name who was going to speak. Uh, we advertised three months before the, the, the conference. After three weeks, the, we were thinking, oh, we're going to have like 30 people. After three weeks, we already had 30 people. <laughs> and then we decided, okay, we can make it a little bit bigger then. So we doubled that. After a month and a half, we were sold out. Yeah, And when we got sold out, we started to say, okay, this guy is coming, and that guy is coming, yeah. and this brand is here, yep. and all that. So as soon as we said that, it went viral, it went crazy. Everyone wanted to come, and we were sold out already. Yeah. So the thing, the thing was, like, people that wanted to really be involved and really grow as a piercer and make the community stronger, they didn't need any name. They wanted to do it. Yeah. So we saw, okay, these people really want to learn something new. They really are wanting to do something for the industry. They don't need names. So as soon as we put names and everything went crazy, yeah, yeah that's not how we want it. Yeah. We want... It's not about people. What, what's the biggest name that you exactly. get to go to your conference. It's just that this is, this is education for everyone. Exactly. So yeah. that was a big challenge. Yeah. We, we didn't know if it was going to work or not. And... Uh, the thing is that we didn't have any back, uh, money support from anyone, so me and Gladys put it from our pockets. Wow. And it was like, okay, let's put this, and if it happens good, it's good. If not, we don't do it anymore. Yeah. So luckily, the, the, the support from brands and stuff like that, we had all single brand there. Anatomical Italy came, Gorilla Glass came from Germany, also um, Diablo. Quetzali from Mexico, Millennium from Brazil, then we had Charlie from Sacred Symbol, and then it was like, whoa, all these people is traveling to this conference yeah. to show their view. Yeah, yeah. And it was big. Well, it's a big deal because, yeah. you know, the, the Spanish community always had to kind of go somewhere else yeah, for their exactly. education, you know, LBP or yeah. APP or, or BMX or whatever, and, yeah. and it was great to see that everybody wanted to really support yeah. that Spanish community. Yeah, exactly. It was like, whoa, this is happening. Even like, uh, for example, Biometal sent like thousand dollars in jewelry. Uh, Industrial Strength sent like two prices. And Maya also sent prices. It was like whoa! And at the end, when people saw the jewelry there, it was like crazy. They went bananas. Yeah. All the brands were sold out. That's <laughs> it was awesome. like. I, I couldn't imagine like two years ago, oh, Anatometer is going to go to Spain, it's going to sell one barrel. Yeah. Now they sell everything. Yeah. It was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's yeah. Like people crazy. are hungry for everything, yeah. for the jewelry, for yeah. the education, yeah. for the it was, community. It was crazy. Yeah. And now this year we started already and all the big brands are like saying, hey, we want to go there yeah. this year. That's great. We heard it was good. We heard the, the people wants to, to learn. So, yeah, so far we have like... IS just say that, yeah we need to be there it's like they great. they want to be there yeah. and it's like whoa yeah. for us it's like whoa yeah. it's really happy that's great support yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and now the next step is uh, we're gonna try to be partner members of the APP yeah so we did all the legal stuff in our country and we're gonna apply for that and we're gonna try to be more involved also with APP stuff and try to 
help each other, be more like a network between organizations. Yep. I think that's what we need right now because everything is blowing, expanding so fast yeah. that the APP cannot do everything by themselves. So I think like for, for a time the APP wanted to be international, like yeah. everybody joined the APP, but yeah. now they realize that each market is so different yeah. that they really need their own like home-based yeah. association. Yeah, exactly. Have the same uh, people, it's very hard to manage the whole world. Yeah, especially so, with all the different languages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and legislation. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Is what works in the States it doesn't work exactly. in another country. So I think, of course, uh, I am APP member. I think Gladys is going to become the APP member soon because she's working with us. So I think having like an APP member and the board member of the association yeah. also works a lot. Yeah, that's because, a great connection. Because it's a straight connection, I will say. It's like direct. And also, uh, we all know each other. We are yeah. friends. We share experience all the time. We are the Travis crew. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, now is the moment to be more together. Yeah. So, I think uh, we're not young blood, but we need to feel young yeah. <laughs> to keep going yeah. now. It's great to I see think it. We, really we, we, we need to kind of like step up a little bit the game. Yeah. Yeah. And so, is, it, is there a website rough. yet that people can look yeah, at? Yeah. Uh, we're going to launch it actually tomorrow, I think. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's going to be appepiercing.org. Appepiercing.org. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, you will see. Uh, for example, how to be member, and uh, you also are gonna see the meeting last year that we did. It has like a very good video where you see the connection there. Yeah. And uh, we'll have oh something very important uh, that happened before the, the the conference was like I don't know if you met John Jong. Um, uh, I, I don't, I've never met him in person. Yeah. So John Jong is uh, this uh, Basque uh, French. Uh, Piercer, that's been in the industry for many years, and he got cancer. Yeah. And three, four weeks before the conference, he died. Passed away. Yeah. So that was very sad for us because he was, uh, he was uh, a friend. He was gonna be there with us. And what kind of we decided it was to make like a what's it called? A scholarship. A scholarship. Yeah. With his name. Yeah. So that way, every year, every time, his name is there. Yeah. And yeah. I think he. He did a lot for the industry in, uh, in Europe. He was a great performer. He had like so, kind of like a home brand and stuff like that. So, so we decided, okay, we need to have an organization that also remembers the background. Yeah, it's yeah. like you cannot have like an organization just with people that's gonna be involved. Yeah, it's never like, just about now or no, the future. Exactly. Like it's all the foundation so, and our exactly. past and. Yeah, yeah, we always have to remember where we come from. It's like we didn't. Pearson was not there because we saw it in the internet. Yeah. <laughs> someone started yeah. to do it like many years ago. So we always have to remember where I come from. So it's always good to support that and always bring it up for new people. It's, so if people want to find you online, where do they find you? Instagram is is yeah, your my, number one. Yeah, I think Instagram is my number one. Uh, and then I have Tumblr and stuff like that, but I think Instagram is, is, is the first. Yeah, that's, first. that's my number one too. Yeah, I think it's, it's my tool for work yeah. also, so yeah. I'm connected there all the time. And you're on there, Sala Bodymon? Yeah, Sala Bodymon, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's always the same, so that way no one gets lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right, well, okay. thanks for talking to me, and I'm no. really excited to see what happens with you guys in the future. No, thanks for having me in your podcast. Cool. Dragus Crew. Dragus Crew. <laughs>
So, on top of the piercing conference, and on top of the world's largest tattoo convention being next door, apparently they were having a fork and knife convention where we were trying to record the podcast. So, sorry about all the kitchen noise. It's really the best environment that we had. So, thanks, Sala, for taking some time to, uh, to talk to me. And we'll be seeing each other again at the UK APP conference in Birmingham, England. I'm going to be there in um, about a month, maybe five weeks, something like that. I'm going to be uh, just finishing up my, my classes. I'm doing a class on uh, needle bending for, you know, tricky to get to areas. I'm doing a class on freehand piercing techniques. And I'm going to be redoing the class that I did at the APP conference in Vegas on tongue piercings. Uh, I got my reviews back just the other day, actually. It got really good reviews for it. Um, everybody had some pretty nice things to say. Um, the one criticism that I did get from my classes was that when I answer questions, I tend to not repeat the question that someone asked first, so um, everybody in the room can hear it. So uh, that is definitely some uh, constructive criticism I'll be remembering, so whenever I take questions in a class in the future, I'll be sure to repeat the question before I answer it. So um, I'll be bumping into Sala again in uh, in the UK. Maybe we can record something else. Uh, who else is going to be there? Jeff's going to be there. Brian Skelly is going to be there. I believe Paul King should be there. Um, it's going to be a really good time. I'm definitely planning on getting some more interviews with the U.S. piercers, but also the U.K. APP people, which is kind of a hard phrase to say, U.K. APP people. Uh, I'm going to be talking to uh, some of the board members. I definitely want to try to get an interview with uh, Nikki Holmes, uh, Charlie Remy LeBeau again, uh, Peter Moncton, um, Sebastian Pickersgill, which is a great name, by the way. Um, a bunch of different people, uh, Marie Fowler, and uh, I'm going to be really interested to uh, to talk to all my, my British friends, catch up on their progress, see what's going on in the UK, and uh, I tacked on a, a wrestling show at the end, so that should be a fun one for me. So I will see you next week with uh, another interview, and uh, maybe we'll do some Q&A again soon. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved. <laughs>